0: Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually patty radio on the stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order
1: and you are now tuned into another episode of intellectually petty radio brought to you by m3s3 clothing men make moves and suckers stand still and as always on the mighty 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 Nerd dj's radio network man come on man you already know bruh legend after fucking legend after fucking legend the old man is kicking these niggas asses out here today is no exception we got one of the dopest interviewers in the game in the history of vocal cords, this nigga Court got everybody from Ice-T to your grandma and interviewed them better than most people you've ever heard of. When I say Holding Court is one of the best podcasts, I'm not just talking shit. I'm keeping it funky with you. Coming to the platform, man. We got Big Court in the building. What's good, fam?
2: What's good? What's up
0: with y'all me?
1: Oh, I'm good, man. How's, how's life? How's your family?
0: Man, I'm blessed, brother. I, I I can't complain. Man, I never had an intro like that, brother. You, hey, I salute.
2: I appreciate the voter confidence.
1: Yo, <laughs> I man, I, confidence. I, I, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. Like I fucks with you. Like like I watch Thank your you shit. Brother. Yeah, you know. Um, and well, you know what? Let's take it back, bro. Let's let's start from the beginning. Um, you hold. Well, you know what? I see you holding up the four all the time. What's the significance?
0: Oh. So, um, that's funny you say that people, people ask that often. Um, so, you know, I'm born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I've been in LA 20 years, but holding up the four, I'm from a section in Kansas City called the Faux Block. Uh, it's roughly, it's, it's an area called the forties. So I grew up in the forties. Um, and it's just paying homage to, you know, to where I grew up. I was just talking about this uh on facebook uh here recently and i actually kind of got emotional um because you know i grew up in, in, in the 70s coming through the crack era coming through the gangbang era and um you know uh i lost a lot of homeboys a lot of friends you know to drugs mainly to violence um and just you know all the the heartbreaking and and, and the shattered dreams and all the shit that goes on with coming from the hood so when i do that when I do the foe, that's to remind any young kid or anybody coming from my environment that, you know, you can do it. You can do anything you want to do. I'm from right there. I'm just a kid from Kansas City, Missouri. So when they see me doing all the cool shit and being with celebrities, working with celebrities and, and doing what I do, um, they can be inspired and reminded that, you know, mm-hmm. just because, of you know, how you start is not necessarily how you have to finish. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's why I do that, just to represent the section.
1: So did you jump off the porch? You just hustling, just just doing shit that normal kids do. What was life like before Big Court?
0: Um, you know, to be honest with you, brother, I man, I had a beautiful childhood. You know, uh I came from the hood. I you know, I was raised in the hood in the forties. Uh I was an only child, you know, precocious only child. Um, you know, listen, I was raised on love, you know, not survival. So um, I was a blessed, spoiled only child. Um, you know, I don't really know, uh, poverty and different things like that, even though we were in the hood, in the hood, mm-hmm. excuse me. You know, my people were probably middle-class, you know, so I had blessed birthdays, blessed, uh, blessed Christmases and different things like that. But not only did I have the material things, but I also had the love and support, you know, at home. So, mm-hmm. um, my childhood was beautiful brother growing up in the eighties and the nineties. Now, I will say, of course, you know, in the house, you know, education was a focal point. Um, again, I got love and support. But at the same time, you got to go outside. You feel me? Yeah. So I'm still uh, influenced. I still have to go out and deal with the influences and deal with the the, the different things. You know, the element mm-hmm. is outside. I so, feel you. Like I said, coming up in the crack era, the gangbang era, it is what it is. So, yeah, you know, I had to get down how I had to get down.
1: Cause I, I I was listening to you talk about when you moved to uh, California, and not to be in your pockets or nothing, but you made mention of you you had quite a significant amount of bread. Yeah, and I'm like that shit didn't just fall out the sky. Yeah, so so you must have been doing something right in some aspect. We'll keep it at that. Um, mm-hmm. why why the move? Um.
0: There's a couple of reasons, bro. Um, You know, I moved in my in my mid 20s, early mid 20s. You know, I jumped off the porch in terms of the streets and entertainment early on. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I had my first record deal with No Limit in 1995. Uh, I had pretty much done what I needed to do in Kansas City in terms of the local scene because, you know, I started as a rapper. So um, that mixed in with, uh, you know, the streets. And understanding that I was getting, you know, I outgrew my city, I outgrew the circumstances there, you know. um And then also, you you have to go to where the game is being played. I mean, at that time, you know, I wanted to expand past music uh, mm. and, and start entertaining, produ- getting into movies, you know, uh acting, producing. So you got to go to where the game is being played. It wasn't. This was before social media, you know. So it, you know, social media obviously has connected people from everywhere, but back then. You know, yeah, you, had you had to get to out there to be and you in people's face. You had yeah. to be around them, you know. Yeah. So, um, and then, too, you know, I I just knew that, you know, anytime that I knew way back then, just like how you see these rappers, you know, they most people get killed in their hometown, they go to jail in their hometown, you know. Yeah. So I understood that, okay, you know, I'm getting to a point where, you know, I can still stay connected, but I need to get away from here before I A, you know get killed kill somebody or get indicted so
1: you know <laughs> I, I feel I, you I on took that you, to LA. you picked a wild-ass spot to go to though bruh like i'm, what, I'm gonna be honest yes like the, what the, the well from my understanding not ever being there but just listening um i got a chance to interview a uh, little sodi, which i saw your interview a little sodi. Yep. Dope. that's my brother um But, like, just the the politics there are unique. Yeah. Um, Well. And coming from outside of that, especially the cat and you got a little money. Yeah. That could be dicey.
0: No, it's very simple. It's very simple. It's it's only like that when you try, when you don't mind your business. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I came out here, for one, I ain't moved to the hood. You know, I moved to Brentwood. You know, so I, I've never, you know, lived in the hood since I've been out here. So I've been in suburbs with the rich folks. But not only that, it's it's understanding how to maneuver. You know what I mean? When you're not square, you from that 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 element, you you understand how to maneuver. You know, just like I have to now in the content space. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm I'm my own person. So I don't take sides. I don't do clicks. I don't do all of that. I vibe with who vibe with me. You know what I'm saying? So um i never had to deal with politics i don't even acknowledge any of that you know what i'm saying because you know i'm from somewhere else i'm from somewhere else i don't gang bang. you know so you know i'm cool with Pyros, crips bloods i'm cool with who cool with me um you know i don't get press i don't do that i'm not that guy you know what i mean so even if they tried i'm not that guy that's not <laughs> going to go that's not going to go right you know so it's
1: not going to end well
0: no no some of us don't you know and and like anything else bro what happened when you see that, and that does happen, but what happens is you have these squares that come from out of town and they're seduced by, you know, wanting to be cool with the gangbangers and the crews. And they want to see, I really come from that. I really come from that. So I didn't, I don't, I don't, I didn't need to get in with no click. I didn't need to get down with a set to get protection and get the look. I didn't need to do all that. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when you participate in that and you put yourself in that, environment then yeah picking it a side. can get a little dicey it can yeah, yeah but yeah. nah i ain't i ain't do
1: that you know i mean gangbanging cool is, gang is like like gangster shit has always been glorified in the movies yeah. and television but specifically gangbanging now and niggas that have been to prison is like a whole industry in itself mm-hmm. the whole world is interested in being able to 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 Look through somebody else's eyes, yeah. in 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 colors or yeah. or whatever whatever set you claim in. Mm-hmm. Is it is it borderline? You know, like I see a lot of brothers saying a lot of shit. I will say like Sodi was was perfect, spot on, certain. Yeah. You know, like he's not about to put nobody out there. He's not, you right. know, but he gonna rep the set. But he gonna do so. He gonna he, he's like a, he's like a spokesperson,
2: mm-hmm. like
1: a professional spokesperson. Absolutely. But you got other brothers out there that's dry snitching. Yeah. It, it, has social media poisoned gang banging?
0: Um. Well, you know, it's 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 funny you say that. Um. I had Melvin Farmer, um, OG, uh, actually from Little Sodi Set, H. Ray Gangster Crip. He's one of the mm-hmm. co-founded members. Um. I had him on my show, and we actually got into somewhat of a heated debate, in, you mm-hmm. know, to that about that. Um, cause back in the day, which him and I agreed, back in the day, the streets, you know, kind of influenced the music, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Now
1: it's the other way around.
0: It's the other way around, you know, and, and he disagreed and, and what the, and the reason he, and he asked me, he said, well, give me your opinion. Why you say that? Um, because now in this social media age, what you'll get, right. It's watered down to an extent, it's commercialized. uh, Because say for instance, you'll get like like how you asked me before, how did I Mm -hmm. avoid that? Well, say for instance, I don't want to throw names out there but say you have a famous superstar singer from Mm -hmm. somewhere else, right, Mm -hmm. across the country. He comes to LA, he's successful, right? But you know, he wants to be cool. He wants to be accepted, he wants to, and, and listen, maybe he does have some cool cats that he connected with that just happened to be from a set, right? Um, right? And we saw it with Tupac, you know. And so what happens is, you know, they're seduced by that. They're enamored with that life. Like you say, people want to vicariously, you know, look through that. And exactly. Live, live through that. So, uh, so now all of a sudden, you know, he, he takes on that. So now him having influence and in being on social media and having eyes on him now he's got the real ones around him. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know, the people watching think, oh, shit, that's what I got to be like. That's yeah. what I need to do. You know yeah. what I mean? And so now what happens is you may influence a square. Because you know, like I know, motherfuckers can dress the part, don't necessarily mean they the role, right? Man. So they can, on, they can take on the the, 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 the garb and the uniform and, and the energy and the body language and really not be that. But now they just mimicking the guy that they feel like is cool on social media. But when they yeah. run across somebody that's really about that, about that shit. the person that's really about it, he don't it's know the problem. He exactly. don't know that you just playing or fake You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, you know, it's become commercialized. Like me and Ice-T said, like I had Ice-T on the show and I asked him, I said, what advice would you give to these youngsters to stay out of jail and stay, stay off this Rico shit? He said anything that you do illegal should remain a secret, <laughs> you know, but we're we're in the day and age where if it's not filmed, it didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? If it's not posted or if it's not talked about, it didn't happen. Everybody won't, you know, clout. So, you know, the, you know, them feds and white folks got all the clout you want. They'll have your ass, <laughs> they'll have your ass in the news, <laughs> sitting up in the courtroom and looking you stupid the as hell. You want.
1: <laughs> looking dumb. Although, I will say that niggas been wanting clout since Prohibition. Mm-hmm. You know, like like if you, you was in the game, you knew there were certain places you could go to snut. Mm-hmm. Niggas always been telling on themselves, it's just they got a bigger platform to tell on themselves.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, you know, listen, back in the day, you know, I'm not sure how old you are. I, You know, I, I was born in 76, so coming up I'm older early. than you bro okay okay well then you already know what I'm finna say then yeah <laughs> um, or are you gonna understand you know back niggas told on themselves a little bit different back in the day and it depends on where you were right yeah. so if you in the hood if you somewhere like Kansas City Oklahoma or even you in South Central Los Angeles you in Compton and it's poverty and you was the nigga that had gold robes with the anchor and you sitting in you know brand new car or 5.0 or bins or you yeah. know a bmw on inkies or something you're telling on yourself because you know you ain't got no job you know the car you in probably cost more than the houses around here <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah so you know but but now it's it's different because that's telling on yourself and that's that's different than somebody Wanting to get on social media in front of potentially millions of people and actually implicate themselves in something, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think drill music has and a share, you know. Oh my so, god,
1: drill music know. has had a really, you know, a, a dual effect. Yeah, like it, it. And I'm 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 an old nigga that just love drill music. Don't, I shouldn't, however, them niggas start saying specifically what they were doing. Yeah, and and it, it, they had to one up each other and it just got to the point where now they on IG live and got I smoke so and so. And it yeah. just is. It's hard to understand for me. It just is. it is.
0: It's And, you know, when you make it through the, to the other side, when you evolve like how I have, like how we have. And it's, it's heartbreaking, really, because they don't ever get a chance to grow through it. You know what I'm saying? Because if they if they grew through it, like if you look at King Von, if you look at the, the thousands of dudes that then died game banging, if they were able to get to this side and grow older, they could look back on their younger stuff, and be like, "Damn, that shit was dumb. It wasn't worth it." You know what I mean? So they didn't even get a chance to evolve. Because I can, you know, I don't judge them because they ain't nothing but the you know little niggas that we used to be. You know what I'm saying? But you know, King Von's different though, bro.
1: That nigga yeah. was allegedly.
0: No, 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 that's, that's, yeah, but, but even still, I know King Vines, I know, I know King Vines that are still alive, that again, to my point, uh I know guys that got bodies, you know what I'm saying, but they were able to get older and evolve, and now they, they, they're citizens, you know, but the shit mm-hmm. they did when they was younger, you know, it was what it was, they was lucky, but, um, you know, he just didn't get a chance to evolve and, and, and grow through the bullshit, so. It's, it's unfortunate, really, you know. But, yeah, to your point, Drill Music, man, took the shit. Yeah, Chicago, they took that shit to a whole nother level, a whole nother level. Because, you know, if you remember back in our day, you know, like even when you look at gang culture, when you look back at, at MCA, you look back at DJ Quick, with the exception of DJ Quick's underground tape, the red tape, which mm-hmm. he was blatantly banging, But that wasn't a national album. It was local. But when you look back at CMW and NWA, you look, they never said sets, you know, there were insinuations. If you knew, you knew, you know what I mean? And you could look at the, at the clothes, the the tire, and pretty much tell what it is. But back in the day that, you know, they didn't glorify that like that, you know, it wasn't specific in terms of, yeah, it was gangster shit, but it wasn't okay. We're from Kelly Park, you know, we really don't like. Uh, or MCA, you know, I really don't like DJ Quick because he's from Treetop Piru. I'm from Trag New, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't that, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it can get dangerous, bro. It can get really dangerous.
1: Yeah, Snoop changed all that. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would say probably like Snoop was probably the first one where I, I, I vividly remember repping his set fully. Yeah, and letting you yeah. know I'm a Crip nigga from Long Beach. You know, the the whole thing. Um But
0: the only difference with Snoop, though, is, yeah, he represented, but he didn't identify ops. So true. he didn't bang on nobody, you know.
1: He didn't have to, though. Like, if, yeah. like, like from I, I grew up in the Midwest, you know, yep. uh the way we looking at it, it wasn't really gangs like if, we didn't have a gang culture in Detroit when I was growing up. We had one gang and they were the. The Alpha gang, and then you had a bunch of little niggas that didn't matter.
2: Where'd
0: you Um, grow up? Detroit. Oh, 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 yeah. It went down in Detroit. Yeah.
1: But it wasn't necessarily like gangs. Right. It was, you know, it was our hood against your hood. Yeah, like players. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Y'all had
0: money makers up there. Detroit was about that money.
1: That's what it was about.
0: Y'all was about players. It was players and and niggas get money up there.
1: Pretty much. You know, Mm -hmm. like when I was in high school, I knew niggas that had apartments in Atlanta. That's right. I moved moved to Cleveland and realized that everybody didn't operate that way. Right. It's not that niggas in Cleveland don't get money. It's not that niggas in Cleveland don't get down because they do. They do. How they flaunted they shit is completely different. Yeah. Them niggas ain't going nowhere. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's niggas that, that been on the east side for 50 years and never saw the west side.
0: Yeah, oh, as yeah, that's how I was back in the day, you know, before social media, bro, motherfuckers really didn't move around for real, you know what I, I mean? I couldn't understand
1: like, that shit, though. How you don't go to the other side of fucking town and you got money?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's real. I, hey, that's real.
1: Yo, how okay, so you do movies. Wait, 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 wait. and wait wait, 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 how do you end up uh hooking up with Master P? I need to know that.
0: Um. Man, that was way back. That was 1995. Basically, you know, I started as a rapper, me and my partner, Cisco, uh, we had a group called CCG, um, you know, wasn't much industry, uh, in Kansas city. The only people at that time out of Kansas city rappers, uh, that had done anything was like tech nine and Vel Bacardi. Vel Bacardi was like probably one of the first rappers out of Kansas city. No, he was, that got a major mm. deal with Rick Rubin. Um, you know it was te- it was a handful of people from Kansas City so you know this is pre social media so you had to it was that listen to my demo you know age uh <laughs> you 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 needed a record company at that time or so we thought until you know E40 and all of them and JT the bigger figure start coming in with the independent understanding but uh um i i was just sending tapes just sending tapes to everybody and you know, landed with uh, No Limit. And the first song that we did for No Limit was Down South Hustlers. Uh, We did the song R.I.P. And if you look on the inside of the album cover, you'll see my picture on the inside with CTG coming soon. So, Um, yeah, that's how I got with Pete, bro. Just sending tapes out. I called him consistently, left messages. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. uh, uh, hopefully he could call me back. And he did. You know, I was just persistent, you know. But initially... Uh, we were trying to go to ruthless records and actually that was looking kind of promising, but it was, but easy died, you know? So when easy died, you know, all uh, communication with ruthless ceased. And so Mm -hmm. we, we uh, went with no limit that summer.
1: What's P like? Huh? What's master P like?
0: Um, you know, man, listen, it's been so many, what I've been, P's been my friend almost 30 years, bro. Um, P lives seven minutes from me, you know, um,
1: oh you rich Um, rich then huh huh you rich nigga
0: oh no no not at all i mean you got you got got a baby
1: grand behind you bro and that's a real one
0: he he in the he in the rich part i'm in the common the common part the the, the regular (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, you know i'm in the common rich part (laughs) but um you know p p is my brother man you know he cool cat you know um you know, uh, I learned a lot from him. You know, I learned, you know, consistency, work ethic. Um, yeah, he's 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 what you see. You know what I mean? Uh, a consummate, you know, hustler, man. Always on him.
1: Why do you get so much hate? Why do you think?
0: Um, I you know, listen, that's what happens, bro. Your success takes a shot at you. You know, I mean, you're not successful. You're not, you know, if you don't, who doesn't get hate? You know what I mean. So you know he's not above that. How they hated Jesus. So you know he's not he's not special. That that comes with the territory.
1: Sometimes it bothers me. Um, And not not to say I'm a fan of everything Master P has tried, but Master Mm -hmm. P tries every fucking thing. And how niggas get mad at that is retarded to me. And I don't. Yeah. uh, Learning challenge or whatever the fuck the term is.
2: You
0: know, listen, man, I. It, it, we, we all get it. You know what I'm saying? It just depends on the level of, of where you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, you know, with me and the podcast shit, I mean, I get 99% love, but I mean, there's a 1% of, of, you know, just social media, you know, it's a gift and a curse. It affords a voice to any and everybody. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of times people's, um, comments and, and people's vitriol and, and, and people you know, people's negativity is a reflection of where they are. You know, everybody not going to be happy for you. You know, if you look to be living your best life and seemingly, (laughs) you know, everything goes right for you and, and, you know, you're successful, you have resource, you have money, people love you. Everybody can't take that. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Um, So, you know, it just like with Beyonce, You probably got 50 million. You know how crazy the beehive is. You got 50 million people that love her, swear by her, call her queen. But you got another 50 million that's like, man, we don't care about that bitch. You know what I mean? So um, that's just, you know, it comes with the territory.
1: Speaking of the podcast, how long have you been doing it and why?
0: Um, The podcast will just be two years old uh, in May. (laughs) Um. I did the podcast, brother, just so during the quarantine, man, I got, I, I, you know, everybody was sitting still, you know, I, I really started watching, uh, you know, I was inspired by Gangster Chronicles, uh, Vlad TV, Drink Champs, um, you know, and, and I kind of had a, a, a little experience, uh, about seven years ago, uh, Master P had a show called Doing the Most on Playboy Radio. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of like a Howard Stern type TV show, radio show. And uh, he, you know, brought me on board. And it was uh, Jay Tweezy, who is a um, program director. He was a program director uh, down in uh, Baton Rouge. And he worked with No Limit for many years. But, you know, Jay Tweezy just kind of told me, like, Court, you're kind of good at this. You know, you have a knack for this. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, but that was several years ago. So, you know, during the quarantine, as the podcast space started to grow, uh you know i figured i had a uh something to offer in that space and so my producer my co-producer producer producer ken he's a friend of mine close friend of mine we had always we would always have these conversations about music we always talked about 90s rap and you know just the 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 golden era you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and uh we was like, man, we should do something. We should just do a podcast and just talk about Sibo and Spice One and Brother Lynch and all the people that we love and grew up on it. And so that's that was kind of the the initial um, motivation for it. But as we started getting into production, and of course me being in LA for so long, I. I've made these connections with people and cultivated these relationships. Mm-hmm. I just start calling people like in my phone, like, hey, you want to come through? You want to come through? So it just kind of morphed into something else, you know. Mm-hmm. And as I began to research different platforms, I started to see, you know, how I could scale the brand and, and people responded to what I was doing. So I really leaned into it. And, and uh, man, I, I've been enjoying it. I've been, I, I promise you, I love what I do. You, you know, look hella comfortable, bro. Hmm?
1: You look hella comfortable.
0: Thank you, brother. Thank you. I. I and I enjoy what I do, bro. Um. I, I've had, you know, the first big compliment that I got, because, you know, sometimes we all need the, the, those reaffirmations, you know. Man. And um, um, I was doing X-Rated. X-Rated was one of my first interviews. And, you know, it was about the interview with X-Rated is three hours long. He had one of his uh, um, business partners with him who was an older gentleman from uh, like England. You know, he Mm -hmm. had an accent, a thick accent. And so uh, he sat there for the whole three hours and he came over to me afterwards and was like, you know what? He said, "Uh, you have a skill set. He said, I I was really entertained. He said, you're good at this. He said, yeah. He said, wow. And that's what kind of that little thing that he said, I was like, Oh, okay, maybe I can, you know, do this. So, um and, and people have been saying that, you know. So uh I enjoy what I do. I'm just glad that it's resonating with people.
1: You 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 seem the goonier the person is, the more comfortable you seem.
0: You said the what the person is?
1: The goonier.
0: Oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, like you got some niggas with with hella street stripes coming yeah, through the show.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the more stripes yeah. they got, the more comfortable you seem to get.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um it, it, what's
1: the what's the rationale for that?
0: Um man, it it it's a familiar space. That's that's who I've been around most of my life. Um but then too, not only that. Um I was very intentional. You know, I'm I am very intentional about mm-hmm. cuz I always say that my platform is a place where I would say it's black excellence and nigga shit, right? So what what I it was important to me that I humanized our culture and the people in our culture because we're not a monolith. We're not just one way. We're not these, you know, savage beasts prone to criminality and all of that. Yeah, I, I have goons and I have some street guys, but these guys are still fathers, brothers, sons, you know, they still laugh, they still hurt, they still they have kids, they have aspirations and you know, none of us are infallible. So um, I like to highlight the journey and humanize my guests. You know what I mean? Because they still are human. And then I like to showcase the evolution of because many of the stories, yeah, they start off rough and we've all done what we've done. But how do we get to this place? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, even if you look at some of the pictures that I use, I'm always very cognizant to use pictures of of people that we reference rather it be rappers or the people on the show of them smiling you know what i'm saying not just I, always the tough and posturing yeah that's cool but you that's know.
1: interesting that you bring that up because me and Sodi had a conversation mm-hmm. and i was telling him and it's to my detriment because i've been doing this for like eight years now um but it's definitely to my detriment that i refuse to like if you let's say you said some shit that i that i know is going to go viral but it's probably gonna fuck your whole podcast up
2: Mm -hmm. they're
1: gonna have to come find that out of this show that's not a clip i'm gonna use right and he was like that's not your responsibility Mm -hmm. that's the person you're interviewing's responsibility not to say that shit." and i said yeah but i gotta sleep at night
0: that's real that's real we we share in that responsibility um Sometimes I, I have I have protected people from themselves, but it's not completely their fault, especially when they're dealing with me. Because, like like you said, and like that older gentleman said, and people have said this. You know, I have an uncanny ability to make people feel comfortable. So now they forget about the cameras. They forget about what we're doing. We're just talking, right? And so um, there's been several times where I have even where they didn't say anything and i was like you know what yeah we just gonna take that out you know what i'm saying we're gonna take that out and then i've had times where they thought about it and called me like you know what man let's maybe take that out okay no problem you know um but i think like what you're speaking to is when you do something and create something with integrity you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i understand that because i've studied this game i've studied this space and yes controversy sells You know, everybody loves a train wreck. Like you said, everybody wants to vicariously live through other people's tragedies and and bullshit and all of that. They're entertained by it. So um, I just don't do that, bro. I don't do that. I think that's a one trick pony. I'm not knocking those who do, but I think that it's not sustainable and and it gets old. And then, too, with me really being from that and really understanding the streets, I understand the ramifications of it. You know, see, we can play on this podcast and I can hype you up and I can do the captions and I can, you know, gaslight and, and, and do all of that. But when the shit go down,
1: it's, got, you know, it's a problem could, for somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I sharing that. Right. Yeah. But yeah. tr- I'm somewhere safe. Right. But yeah. I didn't fed into this bullshit. And, you know, so um, I think it's just a response. That's just the way I choose to do what I do, because I'm really from the environment. And I see how social media can exacerbate and really, um, you know, feed into these these violent encounters. It can get people killed, you know. So I don't want to be a part of that, you know. And like I said, you know, we got the nigga shit. And, and, and then there's a way you can do it. I believe that you can still entertain controversy, but there's a way that you can do it. You yeah. can still do it with class. You can still do it with coot. You can still do it responsibly. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. That's, you know, and and another thing that I try to do and what I wish social media would be mindful of it's cool. Everybody got an opinion. It's cool to have a diatribe. It's cool to debate. It's cool to disagree. That makes for great content. But it's one thing to let's discuss the issue. Let's debate the issue. But when you start attacking the person, you know what I mean? And that Mm -hmm. usually comes from a lack of intelligence, you know. When you corner a motherfucker and they, you, you know, they ain't got nothing to say what they, say. yo mama, that's why you fat, that's why you <laughs> ugly, you know, so, so because they lose in the argument, you know, what so Facts. I think you have to be very cognizant. It's like, yeah, we can talk about the issue, but when you start making it personal and start trying to, you know, expose and out and embarrass people, that's when shit get everybody ain't gonna take that. Just like in real life, you gotta what man? Listen, Willie D said it the best, and homie don't play that. You know what I'm saying? What he say? Stop heating up your homeboy's grill because that's how niggas get killed. Fools like to trip when you're serious, so to kill the boy shit, I stop tripping with him. Period. You know what I mean? <laughs> like
1: you. I ain't never in my life kid. heard nobody quote Willie D.
2: Yeah, yeah. Prevention. Hey, I take I, I that back.
1: Know. My cousin used to sing "Ball Headed Hoes" religiously. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> ball-headed hoes is a classic, man. <laughs> oh, hey, ball-headed hoes, and uh, my wife likes uh welfare, welfare, <laughs> welfare, welfare. <laughs> <Keep> away from
2: you bro. <laughs> Willie D is a fool. out to
0: Willie
1: D, <laughs> yo. And and full 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 uh, disclosure. Like I yeah. used to rock with Doggy Diamonds, like heavy. I like I, yeah. I I even I had an event some years ago. He he hosted it. Um, and I made a comment to him that he did not like, mm-hmm. and I couldn't understand why this nigga got so upset about this comment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It dawned on me last week, mm-hmm. literally last This was years ago. That okay. it wasn't that he was upset; he was trying to teach me something
2: mm-hmm.
1: about how to be political, and I didn't get that shit. Yeah. And for years, I'm, you know, I'm nigga shit. Me. Yeah. But it just, you know, I was just—I don't know why the light went on, like when, especially like, 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 start promoting the show with you, and the light just—and I'm like, oh wow, that's what this nigga was trying to tell me.
0: What did? How, you, what was he trying to tell you?
1: There's a better way to go about voicing something to somebody you cool with.
2: Yeah.
1: And that what you say even though it may seem harmless to you because you being honest about how you feel about a certain situation. Right. Sometimes you don't need to say that shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sometime, sometime we, you know, folks ain't keeping it real. They just talking too much. You know what I'm saying? Um Yeah. Yeah. You know, we in the day and age of, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. I, You know, I'm generation X. I, I was raised by older people too. So it's a different Um, way that you carry yourself yes you can be honest but there's time and place everything that you think and it's in your head doesn't need to be said
1: yeah it took me a while to get to that space let me ask you this This the last time you was angry like like where, where niggas around you was like oh this nigga is pissed
0: um i don't i don't get angry like that
1: you know um You've gotten angry at some point in life, nigga. You can't tell
0: me. Yeah, yeah, but...
1: I don't need to know the whys. Just because you just seem like the coolest nigga on the planet. I need to know there's a pulse back there.
0: Yeah, you know what? Because, listen, I've slapped niggas and wasn't mad. It was just necessary. You know what I'm saying? Um,
1: No, nigga, I don't. I've never done that.
0: Oh. Oh yeah, 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 sometimes you just got to do shit. You may not necessarily be rattled, but it's necessary uh for a response. You know, um I've been agitated. I've been agitated, but uh angry? Nah, I don't I don't really get angry to be very Never? honest. It would it would have You know why? Because I'm a very pragmatic person. I'm 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 you know, I, I look at things on the scale of life. I don't trip on trivial things and you know, unless it's something I mean, I can't think of anything that has been done to me so egregious where I would just be angry. You know what I'm saying? Now, I get agitated. I get aggravated. But, um, like just 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 angry. Just. Uh, uh, yeah, nah, I can't really I can't really go to nothing. Not not in recent, not in recent years.
1: Dang it, that's a gift from God. Well, I get angry I on the freeway.
0: Nah, man, because you know what? It's, it's, life is about perspective. You know what I'm saying? And And this is what I learned, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, happiness, right? You know, happiness is an inside job. But happiness is pretty much dictated on what happens. You know what I'm saying? Happiness yeah. can be jarred by what happens. So if you got joy, if you got peace, if you have, you know what I mean, understanding of who you are. Like when I was younger, I don't respond to 99.9% of the shit that I respond to when I was younger because you live life long enough to teach you how to live. So, you know, uh, now it's like you don't take so many things personal because you just have a a wisdom. Right. So you got to do the thinking for you and everybody else. So say, for instance, um, you know, uh, uh, I've had. You know, I've had encounters where, like I said before, no one has disrespected me egregiously. But I've had little, you know, little situations that may or or may not could have escalated. But, you know, I'm about diffusing things. But I start looking at niggas like, you know what? This nigga got an IEP. I know a slow motherfucker when I see one. You know, this nigga was, you know, so you start looking at shit from a broader scope what's going on it's like he ain't tough this nigga was just in the slow class like he's a nigga who had behavioral problems as a kid and grew into that adult you know so I, i'm not gonna take it personal because this is a nigga with some some issues you know what i'm saying that that's yeah. bigger than me that's bigger than me you know so yeah. you start to see shit a little bit different you know but yeah i protect my peace at all costs bro i, I don't really get angry like that
1: what interview did you finish and was like, man, I was just trash.
0: <laughs> you know what? I, I I can't say that I I've had that. Now I will say there have been interviews that I did. I've enjoyed every one that I've done because I, I learned something really each one each time. But oh man, I haven't. It. It's been some. It's been some that I thought were maybe okay and just average and then I go back and look at him again doing the edit notes and was like, "Damn. Like this motherfucker was good." You know what I mean? So, um, I can't I haven't had that yet. I haven't had that. Oh,
1: man. And I tell this all the time, though, man. My Chuck D interview. I was horrible.
0: You said it was horrible?
1: Yes. I, I, I was. Oh. I can, okay. Yeah. Um, I just just was not prepared, completely dropped the ball. It was Chuck D. I was fucking nervous. You know, <laughs> uh, it just. But you, it, was you bad. it.
0: You still completed I did. It. And you but it showed like, up. Even it was like. Even like being nervous, no,
1: bro. It was, it, it was like fucking the prom queen and you only got 30 seconds. Yeah. It was ugly. I'm not going to lie. You know, but it's Chuck D. Yeah. You know, so I I could go to my grave saying I got to talk to to one of the biggest legends in the history Absolutely. of hip hop. Absolutely. I just try Dang. not to overthink it.
0: It's funny that you say that about Chuck D. Man, I just had a, a very humbling moment. Um so Ice T when he got his um his uh Hollywood Walk of Fame star a few about a month ago, uh, uh-huh. um, you know, he invited me. And so I'm there, you know, I'm chilling with Ice T and his family. And so, Chuck D, Ice Cube, Mike Epps, King T, of course, all his peers that he's cool with came. And so, when Chuck D was there, I go to greet him and I'm like, AOG, you know, much respect, man, appreciate what you've given the game. whoa, whoa, my name, Big Court. And he was like, Nigga, I know who you are. I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But not only did he say that, I seen King T did the same thing. Came up and me, what's up, OG? Woo, woo, woo. He was like, "Nah, I know who you are. I rock with you. I, I rock with your shit. So I was like, damn, that was a very humbling experience. So that was my first Chuck D encounter just about, what, February? What, two months, you know, in February this year.
1: So you haven't interviewed King T?
0: No, uh-uh.
1: That's one I need to see, bro.
0: That was my first time meeting him at the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame by Ice
1: That's one I need to see. Yep. You know, like like the probably the most underrated legend on the Absolutely. West Coast. And I don't Absolutely. mean just like as an as an artist, but the niggas he put on.
0: Was an alcoholic?
1: Oh my god, man. Yep. The legacy uh exhibit, the alcoholics, yep. man, just the legacy that this man had, the footprint yeah. he left on the game.
2: Yeah. He,
0: King T facilitated a lot of shit behind the scenes that people don't know about. He was the glue that kind of, you know, bonded a lot of situations. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: Who won't you interview? Is there somebody like Takashi 69 or somebody? Would you interview him?
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Is there somebody you just you like, no, I will not interview that person?
0: Um, I wouldn't interview pedophiles and rapists.
1: Yeah. Kelly. But,
0: yeah. But any, nope, No no R. Kelly. Well, I, I, I don't I, I don't know. I think I don't know. I'd I, I mean, be tough you. I don't know the super, super details or whatever, but to me, there's some gray areas with the R. Mm-hmm. Kelly thing. I know people don't like to admit it and like to, to to hear it, but it is, you know, to me, in my opinion. Um, in terms of when you talk about statutory or when you talk about, you know, like predatory you know what i mean um because listen in our day you know again like i said i graduated in the 90s and i'm not saying that it's right but uh you know listen i went to high school with girls that was getting picked up by our accountants you know what i'm saying they would come to school you know wearing the dude starter coat wearing his chain and you know he got the Dayton's on the chevy and and all of that and you know they 16 17 they boyfriend 25 26 years old you know um and even related to my mom like my mom and my dad my dad was the security guard in my mom's high school you know what i'm saying he was like 30 my mom was like 17 you know what i mean and they got married when she was like 19 or 20 or some shit had me at 22 but i'm just saying like so i think that it was different opinion, huh it, it it was
1: definitely a different time frame
0: yeah yeah so so i mean I, like i say when you i think there's some gray areas but now when you start talking about again i don't know the detailed details but when you start talking about 13 14 15 yeah I, that's a little you know but that that's 17 you know 18 you know that i don't know i mean i yeah,
1: have hella, hella child, creepy i have my
0: first child at 16
2: so you
0: know
1: yeah yeah i was hella young too
0: yeah but and technically you know. technically you know, shit, my old lady could have gotten in trouble. You know what I'm saying? Because she was older than me. Now, I know she's going to tell the whole story. I had lied about my age, but nevertheless still she could have gotten in trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Legally. You know what yeah. I mean? So. <clears throat> and, and,
1: and I forgot, how, how did you end up hooking up with uh, Digital Soapbox?
0: Uh, oh, um. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, shout out to the homie Steel. Um. listen, like, hey, man, you know, God is good, bro. Um, I was inspired by Gangster Chronicles. That was one of the platforms that I watched during the quarantine. And uh, when I started podcasting, I just always knew that that would be one of the platforms that I wanted to do. And so um, probably within a year's time, I did Gangster Chronicles. And so in doing Gangster Chronicles, um, you know, I just hit it off with steel and steel would you know, lace me and even still to this day, you know, laces me with a lot of game, a lot of knowledge, uh, in this content space. And and, you know, he invited me to come aboard and and take on a position of vice president because um he's launching a fast channel called Ryan T V. And so he felt that I brought value to that situation. Mm-hmm. So uh so yeah, that how that came about is just simply, you know, just like I tell people, man, you know, you network, you know, you're, you are your network is your network, you know, and, and cultivating, you know, uh, relationships and respectful relationships. And, 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 you know, my grandmother used to tell me, man, you know, um, good manners and being able to speak well will get you indoors that money can't, you know. Um, so I mm-hmm. think just, you know, comporting yourself with with some dignity and with some respect and with some class. And uh, yeah, and that's how that came about.
1: You get three people you can interview, dead or alive. Who
0: you got? Um, Well, I say Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, uh, Magic Johnson, and Muhammad Ali. Mm.
1: I would definitely, I would want to see you interview Tupac.
0: Oh shit, hold on. Let me pluck up my phone before I go dead real
1: quick. Tupac. Oh, yeah.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I would definitely do that. Definitely. I I think yeah, that Tup- yeah, me and Tupac, oh man, we would talk would have for a hours. Great
1: com- yeah, yeah, I, I would have a we great conversation. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we would talk for hours. I mean, I think, you know, as he used to say, his lingo, soldiers of the same struggle. You know, um, yeah, me and Tupac would we, we, we hit it off.
1: Although The Muhammad Ali one. Yeah, I could see that. Especially a prime Ali.
0: Oh yeah, prime Ali. Prime Ali. Um, you know, I I, I'm you know, I I get inspired and I'm very um it's something about people who's been through stuff, you know. I, I love to I just love documenting the journey, bro. You know what I mean? The struggle. Um, I've always been a fan of shows like Behind the Music and and, oh and, and different things like that because you know everybody you know the everybody's struggling with something, bro. You know what I mean? And everybody oh, needs that seed of inspiration and and to know that okay, it can happen. You're not the only one going through something. And and that's what I try to do with my show. You know, uh, like I said, when I created Holding Court Podcast, I I, I wanted it to be you know, um, entertaining. I wanted it to be inspirational. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, man, I'd have had people come on my show and cry gangsters and everything. You know what I mean? Um, and it becomes like therapy to them. So, um, I just wanted to make a mark with it. I want to entertain. That's cool. But I want to make a mark with it.
1: Definitely did that, bro. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. You know, um, I'm, I'm absolutely a fan. Who, who do you, who do you study? Who, who, when you go back, like, a uh, um, Donnie Simpson for me, mm-hmm. it's just that guy. I go back yeah, and watch Donnie some of the game dope. tapes, listen to mm-hmm. some of his interviews, and even to this day, he still, you know, he's still doing fire interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who do you th- like? Who's the goat interviewer for you?
0: Man, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I mean, to be honest with you. And it's probably controversial with me giving this, but now if you say old school, you know I'm inspired by everybody from Oprah to Barbara Walters to um
1: um uh. If we're gonna take um, it old school, I got to go Donahue.
0: Yeah, Donahue. Even uh, what's what's homie that that uh used to have the shoulders on CNN. Um. Remember old white dude used to wear the glasses and had the big shoulders and be sitting like this. Um,
1: oh, Larry, Larry King. Larry
0: King. Larry yeah,
1: King and the shoulders.
0: Um, <laughs> 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 Remember he'd be sitting in the shoulders yeah. like this? That is a creepy he, looking you know. dude. But yes,
1: yeah. they, they used to get the 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 interview gold.
0: Man, he man, he he would he and and Larry King would, you know, he would go, he was controversial. He would go in. You know what I mean? He would ask the difficult questions. He would. Um, Barbara Walters, um, Oprah, um, Larry King, Arsenio Hall. Um, uh, man, it's a it's a lot of them. It's one other one that I'm thinking of uh, as well. But if you want to go to recently, and I know mm-hmm. it'll be controversial, but no matter what you say, and sometimes I think he can come off insensitive, but... Vlad Vlad is really good at what he does, you know. Yeah, he, he a
1: cheat um, code though. Huh? He a cheat code.
0: What you think the cheat code is?
1: He got a t- he got a team doing his research.
0: Yeah, I don't for, think, sure. I, for sure.
1: But that's to me to me that that is a cheat code and it, it's an unfair advantage because you basically uh, you're not really doing the interview, you come in doing somebody else's view of the interview.
0: I I, I wouldn't nec- I wouldn't necessarily look at it like that. Um, okay. because I think it's about the finished product, right? It it, mm. it doesn't matter. Like, it's like a boxer, you know what I'm saying? A boxer, he gets in the ring by himself, but leading up to that, he's got a trainer. He's got a conditioning coach. He's yeah. got a, a dietitian, a nutritionist. He's got, you know what I'm saying? So, um, um, he still has to execute, you know? Um, yeah. so I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, uh, but, the only thing that I say with Vlad, he's very good at what he does, but his thing is different. See, I'm not an investigative journalist. You know, yeah. that's not what I do. I just have a conversation. I don't even necessarily consider him interviews. But um, I think sometimes he could just, in my opinion, be a little bit, uh, uh, um, you know, insensitive. And, 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 and I think he stirs the pot, you know, unnecessarily sometimes. And I just don't feel like you have
1: to do that, you know. I believe he pays a lot for people to come Mm -hmm. on his show, and in doing so,
0: depending on
1: who it is, yep. (laughs) You know, at this point, going on Vlad, you you are very like if you don't know what you're getting yourself into at this point, going on Vlad, you're a functioning idiot. That's right, and you kind of deserve whatever. So, so he he. Takes advantage of that and saying, you know what? I'm going to ask you, I'm going to give you as many opportunities to hang yourself as possible.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And once you do, it's going to be a thousand five-minute clips of that interview of you hanging yourself <laughs> over and over again.
0: I'd <laughs> have folks on my channel talk shit on me for having, they'll be like, Yeah, you doing like Vlad. And I'm like, i've never went past maybe early on i maybe went up to part 10 but in recent time i go five or six clips i seen vlad with boosie was on like part 45 <laughs> and i looked at it and i couldn't believe it i said, part 45 what boy he breaking that shit down like a brick i mean he literally breaking <laughs> Nick. Nick yeah, he put, he put like so
1: much cut on the interview bro
0: <laughs> oh man <laughs> Flash fresh his shit, boy. <laughs> he stretched the fuck out that interview. I said 45. Like, and these motherfuckers over my channel, like, man, drop the whole interview. I'm like, it's just been
2: five.
1: It's five clips. <laughs> see, see, I, I'm just, you know, like my shit is live. It's just in the basement. Yeah. I definitely would love to be able to just go across the country and interview motherfuckers. Cause it, yep. it it does add something to it, but mm-hmm. to be quite honest, my favorite interviews are are actually the radio ones. Like I started mm-hmm. out doing blog talk, mm-hmm. and people forget they're doing an interview mm-hmm. five minutes into it. Yeah, you know, and it just it just makes it up. They're much more comfortable.
0: That's a testament to you being good at what you do too, though.
1: Um. I've always been kind of easy to talk to,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so mm-hmm. I, I've always been aware of that and like, man, wish I could make some fucking money off of this shit. I'm still waiting yeah. on that, but you know, mm-hmm. and th- that's why I enjoy your shit so much. It's like you, you I
2: appreciate
1: that. you know you're, who you're talking to. You, you you. How long do you research?
0: Man, listen, if I can be very honest with you, um, depending on who it is depending on who it is mm-hmm. um not 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 much really you know um i don't know man so i think you know not to sound any kind of way bro but i think some of it is just it's it's just communication and understanding how to communicate yeah. and and you, you know sometimes you can just you know i don't know i i, I it's funny i can't even really put cuz people have asked me that I don't do a whole bunch, and like with certain people, like Ice T, I didn't have to do anything, you know, because I'm am a fan, so I I knew it all, um, uh, you know, so that's always really fun when I have that.
1: think nigga gave on. you a hell of a compliment too, man.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: basically was like, "I'm only here because you official."
0: Man, listen, and and that's real. That's real life. And and the thing about it that's that every all he said was authentic and true because when he called me he called me was like yeah court was like I'm coming out there he said I want to pull up let's do it again you know <laughs> and so <laughs> you know <laughs> you know so he said yeah you know it, it was so nice we got to do it twice you know so <laughs> um you know that's the OG bro I can always call Ice and, and, and get some um, some advice and and I do. I do. Um but yeah, you know, he he really fuck rocks with me, bro, and he appreciates the platform. And again, like he said, he was like, "Court, you know, you don't lead with leading questions. You know, you're respectful, you still keep it 100, but it's not all the bullshit, you know." And again, like I said, I don't knock those that do that. But um
1: my bad, somebody yeah, I was just do, saying, "You sound I don't just like a Ice Tee." Mhm. I was I was just reading the comment somebody said you sound just like Ice T. Oh yeah. Y- y- yeah, you did, <laughs> bro. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh and I'm gonna yeah, wrap dude, it up.
0: People laugh when I do it. People ask me to do that. That is you
1: sound first. just like that nigga, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, um Yo, how how do I get one of those uh hoodies? Where do I buy those?
0: Get one of
1: what? The Holden Court hoodies.
0: Oh, um man, did somebody ask uh tell them no, no, to me. uh
1: I'm Manly. I'm asking because I want to buy one. I seen the oh, camouflage okay. one, and I want to cut one. Nah, I, I,
0: I can send you one. Um, I gotta. I, I have. I have my website being done now. So okay. They yeah, they not out yet.
1: Okay. Um, I didn't took up way more time than I was allotted. Oh, uh, it's all good, bro. It's all good.
0: You know, I allotted this time, man. I appreciate you wanting to even get down, brother. And and listen, you've been giving me my flowers, man. I can tell that you're experienced at this, you know. And you asked some some great great questions brother so you know hey shout out to you salute to you bro
1: well you know what i'm an old nigga that just don't care all that much bro about what people think mm-hmm. and i i like i i'm not the biggest it depends i'm, I'm kind of like you me and you share a lot of similar aspects and how we do what we do mm-hmm. um and that's why i kind of wanted to talk to you man because i'm a fan like i said um but like i don't necessarily do that much research
2: mm-hmm.
1: about the person per se I'll look at tidbits and, and glean right. a couple of things okay yeah I like right. that I like that but I, I right. really like to listen to their other interviews and get a sense of their soul
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know so you like, just
0: articulated what I what I couldn't I couldn't find the words <laughs> but that, that that's what it is that's what I do exactly yeah,
1: what you, just you said. know so, yeah, it, it just uh some people and 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 unlike you I've had bad interview interviews with people that I just like man this shit was horrible. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't me. You know, mm-hmm. there have been not 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 many, but over the years, you know, you somebody reach out, "Hey, I think you should interview so and so." Oh, well, mm-hmm. you know, I respect so and so. So yeah, now interview that person, that person is like interviewing Lent. Yeah. It, um <sighs>
0: I'm trying to think. I, I can be honest, bro. I I Man, listen the podcast. You've been able gods. to be
1: more intentional with your shit. Like, like I can't be that intentional. Well, I can now. I'm in a different yeah. space, you know. Yeah. But I can't be, you know. Especially early on, I could. I w- I didn't. You know. I didn't. I didn't have the the resources or the network mm. to. You know. I had to take whoever would come talk to me.
0: No, I understand that. I understand that. And you know, um, yeah. You know, I I don't know, man. The podcast guys have bless me bro uh i've had i've only had i mean if i've done 50 or 60 people i've only had maybe one or two cancels you know what i'm saying um um most of the time bro it's been it's been good like i i you know i i i can't go to anything right off the top of now i can stay um, I've had I've had people on my platform that that had some some weird energy, you know, like yeah. for it, like for instance, when I had Crit Mac on the first time that he came Your on, man was wilder. Yeah, he was kind of. um <laughs> Yeah, it, it was it was it was a it was a weird energy. Like he was a little, um, I'm gonna say, uh, intimidated. He was a little intimidated, which translated to him being somewhat defensive mm-hmm. um uh then when he came on the second time he was a little more laid back but uh because we kind of had rapport but mm-hmm. there were instances if you go back and watch it to where i kind of had to him really back in you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um but but you know nah i haven't really yet it's man everybody's been good
1: though i can't say i don't i think that brother is I'm trying to think of a delicate way to say is, but intellectually he's not able to express himself in a way like he, I think he thinks it and it doesn't come out the way he wants it to. And when people are like that, it's difficult for them publicly speaking.
0: Yeah. I I, I personally think that he's probably on the spectrum, you know, and he, he probably has some type of, uh, you know, personality defects. Yeah. Um, um, That's why when he came on my show, I didn't want to exploit him. You know, yeah. I, I actually talked to him like a big brother, like a OG, because he's mm-hmm. younger than my my oldest child. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I basically was telling him the real, you know, I, like I let him, you know, uh, uh push his line and, and set the foundation of who he is and where he's at. And then I provided him with. You know, I contextualized what he was on, letting him know I've been there, done that, you know. Yeah. And this is what's going to happen if you keep going down that road, which inevitably did happen. So, um,
2: you know.
1: Um, Yeah. (laughs) I feel you on that, you know. Um, On that note, bro, I'm going to wrap it up. My niece is upstairs going crazy. If I don't go feed her, man. My my niece is upstairs going crazy. Okay. Yes. you uh, you ca- you can't hear that. Nah, I can't. Oh my god, it's like 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 a stampede upstairs. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, I gotta I gotta go feed this kid. Um, All right. Love her to death. Uh, this has been an honor, bro. Hey, Likewise, brother. You know, yeah, I'm not sure if I can ever me, do.
0: Anytime you you want me, brother, just just let me know, and and we can get down.
1: Oh, if there's anything, I'm not sure what, but if there's anything I can possibly do for you, bro, please just say the word, and I got you.
0: Likewise, likewise. Yo, brother. Thank I you am going to hit
1: you up, man. I want to buy one of them hoodies, though, bro.
0: I appreciate the support, man. Everybody watching, go subscribe, like, and comment to the Holding Court podcast. Follow me on IG at I Am Big Court. You know, um, and uh, yeah, you know, I appreciate everybody's support.
1: No doubt, man. I'll throw a couple clips because, see, I don't have no team, bro. I got to do all this shit myself. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw a couple of clips together this week, and i inbox them to you. Well, I, I just put them out there. They'll be dope. All
0: good. Just tag me, and I'll repost
1: it. All right. I got you, bro. appreciate your right, time, brother. your energy, and your wisdom, man. And and y'all already know, man. It's your talent that gets you on the show, man, but it's your story that makes you stand out. This is Jobs. it has been Big Court from Holding Court Podcast. it has been Intellectually Petty Radio, man. We out. Hello. Salute.
2: Y'all
1: have a good one. Peace.